This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello, and welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Saturday Morning Mysteries. We are your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. And we are back for part two of our wonderful November Crimes of the Pilgrims arc, (laughs) where we are... uh, we're focusing on episodes of, or I guess actually uh, TV specials or movies mm-hmm. actually in particular this time of uh, cartoons, old classic cartoons that deal with, I guess you say they're Thanksgiving theme, but in reality, mm-hmm. we're flipping it and reversing it. And we're talking about how <laughs> these cartoons discuss many, many crimes that were uh, committed by some of the OG settlers. Uh, well, <laughs> colonizers in America Uh or Uh, lack of discussing their crimes mainly mainly that and we Uh are giving some historical context in there to show how exactly they kind of brushed over some of those Mm -hmm. more intricate details when we were younger Uh Uh, if you were if you joined us last week you heard Grace did part one of the, uh, it was Warner Brothers, right? Uh, Hanna-Barbera. Yeah, which is yeah. Not Warner Brothers, sorry. Uh, <laughs> animated special. And uh, <laughs> it has been very, it's very a doozy. interesting. <laughs> it, it's a doozy so far. She ended us quite literally on a cliffhanger. Ay. And uh, she's going to pick it back up from where she left off. And uh, yep. yeah, so I'll hand it over to you. Thank you very much. So. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are on to part two of the Hannah Rivera's TV special, The Thanksgiving That Almost Wasn't. Um, as a reminder up top, at the last episode, I did this at the very end, but sources for this episode are, of course, Wikipedia, an Atlantic article by David J. Silverman called In 1621, the Wampa tribe had its own agenda, a Washpo piece by Dana Hedgepath called The Tribe Helped the Pilgrims Survive Their First Thanksgiving. They still regret it 400 years later. And the Mashpee Wapapanoag Tribe website, which is one of the tribes of the Wapapanoag Nation. So, again, we're on part two. And uh, Alexis, actually, would you give us an on-the-spot recap of what happened last time? Who's here? Where are we? What's going on? Gosh, Grace, you just like, I just had like a little bit of PTSD. This is like (laughs) law school, the Socratic method. (laughs) Alexis, tell us about that case that we had to read last night. (laughs) Ah, shit. Just like Socratic method, cold call, boom. Uh, Except Uh it's not cold calling because I'm the only person you call on in this uh, situation. So dogs, what happened last time? (laughs) Do you guys want to hand them the mic? They're snoring. They're snoring. Okay. Okay. Uh They missed it. Uh, So so last week, very quick recap. If I, uh, hopefully I remember it all. Mm. It was Mm -hmm. like literally five minutes ago. We just finished recording it. (laughs) I had a long night last night. Okay. (laughs) Bear with me. So essentially it's, we're telling the tale here of a young boy named uh, Johnny Cook Uh and his uh, uh, white settler uh and his friend little bear a native american boy they are both very interested in hunting and they decide to uh as friends go out hunt in the woods in this uh very densely wooded area of massachusetts where they are living 
And mm -hmm. uh, they're told, they're warned actually by a very street smart squirrel mm -hmm. not to go into those woods, that it's dangerous there. But these kids, it's a squirrel. They're like, I don't give a fuck what you say. You're a squirrel. We're hunters. Our dads We're are unamazed awesome by a talking squirrel. We're, exactly. Why would, why would we listen to you? <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> oh look another talking squirrel haven't seen uh, that before so uh, chatty so pretentious <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> ignore uh and yeah so these kids they go out they think that they are hunting after uh wait what are they what are they looking for again a bears wolves they, sorry they're mm -hmm. looking for wolves i thought that they were then being hunted by okay anyway Both. so they go out Deciding to look for wolves deep into the woods, they think they find tracks, they start following them, but it gets very dark very quickly. Again, Grace noted, it's like Massachusetts, mm -hmm. East Coast, winter, late fall, you know, gets dark very early, very dense woods. They lose their way. They lose this trail of, of uh, paw prints that they're following. Mm -hmm. And next thing they know, they're like, oh, shit, we don't know where we are. So they hop on a log uh, mm -hmm. that's flowing through a river, thinking that it will take them back to camp and help them find their way home. Meanwhile, all of the fathers, not the mothers, they're too busy <laughs> they're cooking home. and whatnot at home. But the fathers have all left their village and they're out looking through the woods for their boys because until they find their boys, they can't enjoy their Thanksgiving feast together. Mm -hmm. So while the food is out getting cold and the women are starving back at home, just <laughs> looking at the meal that they've this made and not feast. able to touch it because the men are so demanding. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, these uh, fathers are probably also now getting lost in the woods, deep in the woods <laughs> in November. And uh, Jeremy the squirrel, actually, the street smart, savvy talking squirrel who <laughs> tried to squirrel. Warn, the, <laughs> warn the kids not to go into the woods, he actually mm -hmm. sees them as uh, the two boys as they're getting on this log in the river trying to flow away. So I, I think that's where we left. I, I think yep. Jeremy was maybe going either to chase them, go after them, or maybe going back to relay the message to the fathers. I don't know. He's currently just shouting on shore over He's the river. Shouting, and they're like, stop, squeak, 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 Yes. Great. Cool. Thank you for that recap. That is exactly where Wonderful. we left off um yes with yes the literal cliffhanger um and the backdrop of all of this being um the uh way in which the story tells in which the uh Wampapanoe native peoples and the pilgrims are arm in arm on this mission to save mm -hmm. the boys no hard mm -hmm. feelings ever nope 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 none, nope nope none. they've been friends all along uh-huh <laughs> since the mayflower docked on the, the shore. infamous there were, mayflower, the infamous mayflower <laughs> came to shore um can can dances um yes. and um Yes. So uh, our crimes in the last episode were just the general everything ever that the white people did upon arriving in what is now called America. And I know, and you briefly touched on this, that Jeremy the squirrel is on the sidelines um, yelling, mm -hmm. being like, yo, 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 you're about to go over a cliff edge. Mm -hmm. And I know I also said that last episode that Jeremy the squirrel was the hero of this story yes. and of Thanksgiving. And all he's really done so far is like, tell the two boys to stop fighting and then fail to keep them going on a river that's rushing towards a waterfall. And he's also a squirrel. <laughs> so he has no idea probably that the boys are now being tracked by wolves. 
Um, yes. Oh, I left that out. Yes. I think, or maybe oh, yeah, I just yeah. like very skirt. I skirted over it. Yes. yes. The wolves the that they were tracking are tracking them for yeah. their Thanksgiving feast. And again, squirrel, um, he probably doesn't know that they're being tracked. And I assume that this wolf is looking at Jeremy being like, that is a appetizer. great appetizer. <laughs> Yes, precisely. Wonderful. Amazing. See, if we're both thinking it, the wolf is the definitely thinking it. it uh huh. Yes. Well, my friend, Jeremy finally steps up in this tale because okay. as the boys are growing ever closer to the waterfall and realizing their inevitable doom, they start freaking out and the water is too strong for them to swim through. And Jeremy certainly cannot go swim out there and save them. If boys can't, like, if two, like, humans cannot swim through this water, a squirrel certainly would just <laughs> over the waterfall <laughs> in seconds, probably. Uh-huh. Oh, God. And uh, even if he got to them, like, what would he do? Like, then what? The like, boys pull them to shore? Like, <laughs> his tail and swim forward? Like, Jeremy, like, grabs the log and, like, swims it to the banks like like, damn he is a hero right well he does not do that but like you (laughs) said a street smart and savvy squirrel jeremy is and so he notices that there is a tree branch hanging over like the precipice of the waterfall and he runs to the very edge of it and very smartly realizing like i'm just a little squirrel i'm meant to be able to walk to the end of branches without them like dipping down he brings like a giant rock with him to weight the branch down and very, I don't know how I Googled how much weight a squirrel can carry and they definitely cannot carry (laughs) a boulder. Yeah. It's not that much. It's like the fact that you Google that makes me (laughs) so, so happy. And, and we Uh say we're half researched. No, 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 ma'am. We definitely look up how much weight a squirrel can carry. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like not that much, like barely, I think it was like their body weight, maybe, maybe their body weight and a half or like, I don't know, not very much. It's related to their body rate. And so it is it like the equivalent of like two squirrels being on the end of the branch would not make it drop. So this boulder yeah. is definitely heavier than what this what Jeremy can carry or what other squirrels I should like, say can carry. True, he's not but like Jeremy, the others. Yeah, <laughs> our English speaking squirrel also does not skip leg day and can lift <laughs> this boulder out to the edge of the branch. Lift with the legs, Jeremy. Lift with the legs. Exactly. So either way. uh, Jeremy is indeed able to weigh down the branch into like hovering just above the water so that the boys, rather than falling to their death and absolutely ruining Thanksgiving that they've already Yikes, kind would. of ruined, yeah. but like really ruining it forever. They're able to grab hold of the branch and uh, Jeremy knocks the boulder off. So the branch springs back up. I don't know how the weight of two boys didn't hold down the branch, but that boulder did. But Jeremy's that strong, I think. Awesome. <laughs> What's happening? So um, they safely climb back to shore and they build a fire to dry off from the river and warm up as November, the November evening continues to grow colder and colder. Um, and Jeremy knows that the best thing to do when you're lost is to stay in place rather than wander around everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Jeremy does something that we've never actually seen happen in any of our shows when like our main characters like Johnny and Lil Bear do something mm-hmm. not great. 
Jeremy absolutely rips them a fucking new one regarding their Karos actions. He's going to yelling at them, saying that one, his tail is ruined because it got wet. When they say, sorry, Jeremy, we didn't listen. This pissed off little squirrel goes, yeah, that's just the problem. You don't listen. You don't think things through. Listen to your elders. You might learn something. Um, Mm. And gets rails into them. Um, Wow. Finally, you know. Jeremy was Tough love. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Exactly. He's like, I didn't have to chase your asses all the way out here. But I did, and look what it got me a wet tail. Right. Now we're all gonna be eaten. So also straight up. Yes. Okay, never mind. I, I just can't wait to watch this because I really <laughs> want to know what Jeremy sounds like. Cause in my mind, since he's a squirrel, I imagine oh, like, like Alvin or something, or not, yeah. <laughs> no, or like some like, other rescue rangers or something like that. It's definitely not a squeaky voice. I'm trying to I, I think they were like I wish I wish I would have like listened to it just before we started recording again. It's kind of like okay. I'll, you boys. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You don't listen. Like it's just like a, <laughs> a I mean, normal, like, nondescript. Yeah, like okay, normal voice. I will say that yeah. on the voices. Something I didn't say about any of this is how the story is actually being told. Is like in modern 1972 day, like a family is sitting down to Thanksgiving feast, and you see like the little like boy and girl who fully have adult voices. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it's really funny and like that's actually how the whole show starts is like them arguing kids to voice them yeah oh and it's God. very funny but then it like follows out this family's window and into a tree and it's a father squirrel and a son squirrel who have a picture of jeremy like in their home <laughs> and the mom squirrel is cooking thanksgiving dinner and the dad squirrel is telling the sun squirrel about their ancestor jeremy the squirrel who saved thanksgiving and i didn't put that in because it's all extremely irrelevant but because you asked about the voices the kids in the like 1972 part of it all have like adult voices and it's very off-putting so there you go there are like a thousand (laughs) things i want to say so just keep moving Uh yeah that's just like again that's why i didn't put any of that in here originally because i was like this is incredibly irrelevant why yeah is this part of the story but it's also so interesting <laughs> and like the squirrel family that again have like yeah. a life-size portrait of That's Jeremy where the more of my questions are coming from yes. I'm like oh One, that's cute a family talking about Thanksgiving with their kids uh, oh wait you say a squirrel family <laughs> as well family. Like, they're having things out like no we don't we don't give a fuck about the human family let's just yeah, yeah. they don't know the, the truth back, of Thanksgiving back the squirrels they, like, worship do. Jeremy <laughs> it's like as big as the squirrels are the mom squirrel is putting acorns and shit on the table she's wearing an apron the kid squirrel is just running naked but the dad squirrel has like you know like the suit collar like just the collar and a black tie and then like, like chip and nail glasses. style yeah. like with a regular tie not a bad tie yeah and then just like glasses and he's like well son let me tell you about how thanksgiving almost didn't happen but thanks to our ancestor, Jeremy. And so then that's a whole saga that the happens. Last... And it flashes to them often in this story. I still have a lot of other thoughts. The last one I'll share, though, is that I'm glad they were consistent and they made sure that the mother squirrel is still cooking. <laughs> so, same in the human family. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh, like, damn, if, there, it, let me, if there's a woman, she's going to be cooking. She's right. cooking. It's Thanksgiving time. Put her to work. I'm also glad I guess that I gave you this heads up now about this so you didn't start the episode being like 
What the fuck? What is this squir- modern, squirrel modern squirrel family? Modern squirrel family. 1972 version. They're not pilgrims yeah. or native peoples. Okay. Anyways, I guess they could. All right. Whatever. Back up to so, speed. Awesome. Yes. Back to the forest with Jeremy yelling at these two children. Yeah. Um, and Jeremy, uh, as a creature of the forest, does know what direction home actually is which makes the boys like jump up and start singing about going home. Of course. Basically letting all of the dangerous forest creatures know exactly where they are. Like, hey, we're off the water now. Back on land. Come find us. Come find us. Um, smartly, though, Jeremy shuts it down. <laughs> he basically tells <laughs> them to like... Jeremy. Like literally, like it's like a whole like song montage where they're singing about home and like you see them marching around and then at the end of the song, Jeremy steps in front of them and is like, I don't think so. And like makes them sit back down. <laughs> the hero of this story. And Jeremy is awesome. Jeremy. Oh my God. Yes. Jeremy sounds like my like a wise grandmother or something. Uh-huh. Like a sassy grandma. Like, no, 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 not not in my car. Well, at one point, <laughs> Shut up back there. just his sassiness. Like when Jeremy the Squirrel's first introduced, it's like he lives all the way up in an oak tree. And at one point when he's yelling at the boys, he's like, I came all the way down from that tree today to save you. As if like. <laughs> He can't, it's like such a huge effort it's for like, him to just come I, it's to like the a, ground. It's like what a squirrel does. Yeah, but he like <laughs> makes a point of being like, that tree was tall as fuck and I came down for you your asses for today. You. This is how you treat me. Mm-hmm. You're going to so, listen to what I say. Uh-huh. Such as Jeremy telling them to sit the hell down and that he will go get the adults and bring them back to the boys. Which one, it's like, a lot of trust to put into a squirrel you just met but as we mentioned the boys make brash decisions they are a little scared to be left alone and so jeremy whistles for his friends to come and protect them and i assume really just to make sure they like don't fucking get up and move again um so out of the forest comes a beaver and some birds and some raccoons and a bear Oh shit! We are babysitters. <laughs> oh, okay, well, and this is that, a nice bear. Yeah, Jeremy goes off to find the settlement. Um, and do you want to know what game that? Because you know it's like babysitting some eight-year-old boys who are obviously like we're gonna get to go home, so they're energized again, ignoring that they almost just died. Mm-hmm. You want to know mm-hmm. what game that they start playing to keep themselves entertained? Because the animals are like, we gotta do something with these hyperactive kids. Let's play a game. Do you want Hide game and seek. Like? If it's hide and seek, I'm going to go fucking throw something out of my window. It's Hunter. Oh, okay. The boys start chasing around the animals as if they're going to kill them. Oh, just that's for violent. fun. They've been yeah, watching so their they, parents too long. <laughs> this is like, felt like the equivalent of like a babysitter coming to your house for the night. Instead of like watching movies or doing crafts, the kid goes, let's play serial killer. Like, hello, person who's now in my home and doing this favor for me. I'm going to act like I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> and so that's what the boys do. Wow. Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh-huh. Understandably, <laughs> from the forest animal's point of view, when all of a sudden a wolf springs out of the sh- shadows, all of the animals abandon the boys. We're just uh, pretending to murder them. We're not so getting paid enough for this I shit. Not, exactly. I do not blame the animals yeah. um, in this moment. They were like, these bitches were just pretending to murder us. 
Also true. Tables have turned. See ya. Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones with you. thumbs. Let them handle these. <laughs> Don't deal rules. with it. Yeah. Right. Like their father's killed my father. I'm out of here. Like, right. yeah. Again, the animals immediately jump ship and GTFO so they don't get eaten. And again, mm-hmm. they're like, you're going to grow up and actually kill us one day. Let's just, let's reduce this. They could have been working with the wolves for all I know. Actually true. This whole time they're going to share the Thanksgiving Jeremy. feast. Yeah. This just is the animal's the version of allies coming yeah. together, forgetting about their bloody past of the wolves hunting them and that kind of stuff and exactly. come together for a feast. You know, the wolves have very sharp teeth. They could come in handy as an ally uh-huh. if someone ever wants exactly. to attack us. <laughs> Literally <laughs> the animal parallels. Story. Yeah. This <laughs> is like the early version of, you know, how we like rescue rangers like takes place like in the human world and like yeah. has like the parallels to the human world yeah this is actually the rescue rangers history yeah. like taking parallel place like they also celebrate thanksgiving but it was like they the look wolves at the story. and the woodland creatures coming together coming yeah together. <laughs> exactly. to exactly. the, the people that were like destroying <laughs> yeah. their land makes sense Kind of. Um, so once again, according to a quick Google animal search, um, mm-hmm. I actually did not know this. If a wolf approaches you, you should maintain eye contact, make yourself seem as big and loud as possible as you slowly back away. Cause that'll be like a showing dominance. Cause if you look away, it'll like, be like, Oh, this one's dominant. Um, and never turn your back on the wolf and run. Like if ideally you actually, if you're able to like back up where your back is against something, so then, you know, no other like wolves yeah. from the pack are going to come at you, but yeah, get big and loud, direct eye contact, don't turn and run. Mm. So naturally, good to know. the boys immediately turn and run. Oh, God. The great hunters have, that they are. They didn't have Wikipedia back then. They couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't look this yeah. up. Yeah. True, 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 true. But I also live but in like still. 2022 with lots of like technology in a modern house where I don't run into wolves. They live in the middle of the woods. They like, should know this. They should know some like, yes. I mean, again, they saw a bear and they weren't worried about it. So I think their yeah. um, wood smarts are not what they think they are. No. Wood so, stupids. <laughs> yes. Wood stupids. Um, <laughs> exactly. So uh, like playing with food before eating the wolf Mm. gives chase again i think being like "Ooh, the mashed potatoes the mashed squirrels are not going to be ready for another 20 minutes like i gotta gotta keep this food going like "Mm -mm, honey's back Mm. at home cooking food i I can't disappoint her and so um the wolf indeed it goes and gives chase against these boys kind of toying with them and corners them up against a mountainside so by pure happenstance, they end up with their backs literally against the wall, mm-hmm. which is what they should have tried in the first place. Um, but luckily, as uh, this was happening, some of the woodland creatures do from a safe spot, see what's going down. And most notably, some sparrows who the boys weren't pretending to murder when they played hunter are like, all right, I guess we should help out these boys. Like, fine. They were the third party in this whole situation. Um, And so they go to fly and find Jeremy to tell them that his new human friends are about to be eaten. Mm -hmm. And in what I think is the funniest scene in the show is the sparrow does find Jeremy and Jeremy has found the, uh, the parents, the men who are in the woods looking for the kids. Yeah. The search party. Thank you. And 
Jeremy is like right in the middle of telling the adults like, oh, the kids, they're totally fine. It's chill. I helped them out. They're just this direction. No problem. Mm -hmm. And then a sparrow like dive bombs in and it's like, the boys are about to get eaten by a wolf right now, right now. They're going to get eaten right now. And Jeremy's like, we should go that way. (laughs) And the humans start running that direction. So yeah, Jeremy's like, so the sparrows speak to like the, the people understand it and everything. Um, Like it was very confusing because even Jeremy was squeaking at the humans, but they understood him. I didn't Whatever. write this okay, down. They got, somehow it they was, got the message. Yes. Okay. I, at this point, was like, we have already glossed over so much about the animal world Thanksgiving, so much about the colonization. Mm-hmm. What's up with the squirrel and sparrow speaking to adults? I didn't get into it. I don't know. <laughs> like there's so many other things to focus things. on. Yeah. How much can a squirrel carry? It was a whole lot. <laughs> That was truly the most important question, actually. <laughs> uh-huh. The most important inquiry in this episode. Yes. And so the sparrow now leaves everyone to the boys who are up against the cliffside and with just the one wolf slowly approaching them. And if we recall earlier how Jeremy was pretty pissed at the boys, and if we recall in our first episode how we discussed how the first pilgrim winter, half of their asses died. Mm-hmm. So I imagine that in this moment, the dads are probably like, or the, the men are probably like kind of pissed at the boys. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, we need to come all the way fucking out here. Now we're dealing with some wolves. These are just two more mouths to feed because one of the fathers picks up a gun to shoot the wolf and another dad puts the gun down and just goes, you might hit the boys, which oh. is nice. But then they all just stand there contemplating whether or not, like, if this wolf killed them, that's one less mouth to feed. <laughs> like, we could get home sooner. Like, the parents do nothing. They're, like, they truly watch. weighing their options uh-huh. here. They're like, hmm, it's possible the kids are already dead. Uh-huh. They're like, I'm the very hungry and cold maybe right be now. satisfied if this was the sacrifice to the wolves and... Maybe they Maybe wouldn't the terrorize us leave for us a couple alone. days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just let them eat our two kids. So it's like 15 They'll be hungry. They'll be full, men. I mean. Yeah. They'll be so full after Thanksgiving dinner of little boys. It's like how if you ever see a giant snake in the wild and you see that it's just eaten or something, you're like, oh, uh-huh. I don't need to like run. That thing is full. <laughs> it's not going to get me next. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or they're like, what if? The wolf eats the boys and gets plump, and then we kill the wolf, and then we have a plump wolf to eat. He's too skinny right now. That's like meta, because then you're like eating your kids, like kind of. Yo, back in the day was wild, dude. It was rough. rough Wild Donner party. We've talked about that on this show. Desperate times. Probably would have loved to eat him that way instead. It was probably all right. You know what? No, let's keep it moving. I'm not going to say the next thing I'm going to say. It's like one step removed from cannibalism. Yeah. So like, is it cannibalism? Let us know in the comments. In the comments. What are your thoughts on this? Is if there you a line? An is animal there a who ate a human? Is that is cannibalism? That cannibalism? Hmm. I don't know. Anyway. Hot takes. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, so yeah. So again, like 15 grown ass men are just standing there, like weapons in hand, but being like, let's see how this plays out. However, Jeremy again, the hero of our tale, Mm -hmm. has now apparently 
given forgiven the boys at this point and maybe feels a little guilty that he kept them in the care of other wild animals who instinctively abandoned them at the first sign of trouble because that's like survival yeah. of the fittest. And exactly. These boys, we're not gonna carry they're on not the evolutionary. The the yeah, they're not the fittest. <laughs> Charles Darwin would have made a case study out of them yes. real quick. Um, and so little our little squirrel Jeremy sneaks up to the wolf and chomps down on his tail. Oh. Which, as I've mentioned, Jeremy uh, is a superhero squirrel. So maybe yeah. he does have a super strong bite. Because, yes, I Googled how strong a squirrel can bite. And oh. it mainly just talked about, do squirrels bite you? Would you get rabies? Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> so maybe Jeremy gave him rabies. I was going to say, wait, would, sure. would you? I guess, yeah, if they have rabies, they It depends would. on the squirrel, but it's not likely, according to the first line I read on Google. Oh. And then it was like, what am I wasting my time on right now? <laughs> Let's keep moving, Grace. You call it a waste of time. I call <laughs> it beneficial information gathering. <laughs> I know a lot about squirrels. Okay, squirrel yeah. friends, let's do this. But anyways, <laughs> oh my god, our friend Lenny is probably loving this episode. By the way, <laughs> it's all about squirrels. I, yep, <laughs> this one goes out to you, Lynn. As they all do. Yeah, um, basically. But apparently, Jeremy is indeed strong enough, as we've mentioned before. That he has a super strong bite enough to actually hurt the wolf, or at the very least, to annoy the fuck out of the wolf, who turns its sight on the appetizer squirrel and decides to start chasing Jeremy just to get that out of the way. Um, mm-hmm. And presumably, while this happens, I assume all the parents are just like, Whew! all right, well, let's go home because no one even tries to help Jeremy. <laughs> Jeez. there's a wolf chasing him down the little boys are like go Jeremy go and then I think they head back home so before we follow a them, lot though, of trust into Jeremy like I said in the last episode well and I will say when um little bear and Johnny shook hands in the last episode Jeremy also put his little paw and shook hands Aww. and like we said in the last episode we know how trustworthy the white man's handshake is so again first sign of trouble they were like let's go home oh, and gotta eat that dinner yeah presumably little bear and the native uh uh fathers who were part of the search party were like you know what this has been a long fucking day yeah let's go home mm-hmm. but before we follow them home we do see jeremy smartly scurry through a really tight log which the wolf chases him into and gets trapped in Mm. and then i guess jeremy just leaves it there to die because it can't get out it's like super stuck in there and jeremy leaves it so um, <laughs> he's like another dude, i know we talked about pilgrim jeremy, crimes crap. But, yeah. Yeah. jeremy's crimes doing some murder right now yeah. <laughs> it was a hey. america was a bloody time survival of the fittest bam <laughs> the timberwolf you know could not fit through that log <laughs> And you know what? I'm glad that that I mentioned the like modern day 1972 human family and squirrel family because you know what we didn't see? A wolf family. Ooh, biased. Oh, damn. Well, of like who survived. Clearly, this wolf line ended because it chased a squirrel through a log, which was not a good idea. Um, And so, uh, either way, yes, Derek came up because I clapped loudly, so he was concerned. Um, (laughs) Either way, the humans make it all back home, but presumably it's like probably like 3 a.m. by the time they get home. So 
they decide to like asleep in the kitchen (laughs) of note on that actually i'm not gonna drink my coffee (laughs) they decide to have the feast the next day but because they don't like have a microwave from the food they made the day before i think they had to remake all the food (laughs) so all the wives are sitting there being like Little Bear and Johnny, we're going to send you to the fucking wolves. This is now two days of slaving in the kitchen for your ungrateful asses. And all the men are just hanging out on Thanksgiving part two. You see all the food from the day before, just like still on the table outside, like rotted and frozen. It's on it. Yeah, it was it's like frozen overnight. Nibbling on that actually was the animals thanksgiving feast because they didn't get the humans to eat that night so they all just came out like 4 a.m and ate all the food so the next day she's like the carcasses of the turkeys and like that kind of stuff just everywhere oh god those (laughs) poor wives (laughs) Uh uh-huh um and even more so these wives who have just put in so much hard work um instead of them getting you know even though it's thanksgiving any thanks or gratefulness all of the humans pilgrim and um wapapanoa native decide to make jeremy the guest of honor at their thanksgiving (laughs) feast (laughs) which he's like sitting at the head of the table literally sitting at the head of the table he has a little pilgrim hat and like a bird feather which is supposed to be like the native side yeah, of things. Look at him bringing them together. Uh-huh. Which, thanks to what I believe after these episodes, is the United States propaganda against the squirrels <laughs> was totally overlooked in all of our history books. That Jeremy the squirrel was at Thanksgiving. God damn it. Yeah, and not one mention of him in our textbooks. Not even one <laughs> so while this episode ends with a joint feast and lots of singing which again a reminder this was someone of a musical mm-hmm. i'm gonna now briefly wrap up our episode with what happened after this quote-unquote first thanksgiving okay. aka get into further crimes of the pilgrims because <laughs> we are a crime show after all yeah. so after and this is a very quick over or you know brief overview yeah. so after the first thanksgiving about a yearish after the our infamous mayflower arrived mm-hmm. um the plymouth colony actually lasted for 71 more years and were overall allied with the wampapanoag during this time although obviously we should use that term allied like pretty loosely because like they still showed up took their land brought diseases betrayed treaties the huge type of stuff norms yeah yes so anyways relations came to a head uh during king philip's war um which was actually named after a wampapanoag chief who took slash was probably u- forced to use the name philip philip um, like, his, that's not yeah what I was his real name yeah. was metacom um okay yeah he I definitely s- was forced to be <laughs> yeah they philip. were like what's your name <laughs> philip cool hey philip. cool <laughs> exactly um And so, uh, as I said earlier, good allies or good relations, quote unquote, uh, using that lightly, because when Medicom succeeded his father and became chief, um, he was finally sick of the colonist betrayals and violations and just their shit. They were constantly pulling on the native peoples and Mm -hmm. pretty much decided to stop playing nice. Um, 
So slowly the Wampanoag peoples began raiding homesteads throughout New England with occasional mm-hmm. help from the uh, Narragansett tribe, um, uh-huh. though that tribe's official stance was neutral. However, of course, the colonists were like, oh, they're helping out the Wampanoag people kill us. That was really dramatic of the pilgrims. Yeah. Um, they decided that they were also violating any treaties as if the Plymouth colony had not already violated all of them. Um, and thus, both tribes in the Plymouth colony's eyes were now enemies um, and uh, gathered about a thousand colonists throughout New England to burn native towns to the ground. Um, and by the end of the war, just a year later, most of the Wampanoag and Narragansett people, I'm also saying that tribe's wrong, name wrong, were decimated, including thousands of deaths, public executions, and enslavement. The Mashpee Wampanoag estimate around 40% of the Wampanoag population was killed or sold into slavery during Damn. just that year. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Uh-huh. And it's known mm-hmm. as one of the deadliest wars in colonial American history. Then, to continue our crimes, as England increased its grip and rule over the colonists, they consistently took land away from the Wampanoag Nation. And by 1746, the colonists put the three white dudes as quote-unquote guardians over the nation, over the Wampanoag Nation, to limit their independence, and uh, obviously, Wampanoag people protested, and it was only in 1763 where they were acknowledged as self-governing, but not necessarily separate, still under English rule. Um, Even though, you know, they went through all of that, the Mashpee Wampanoag members, some of them still helped America fight in the Revolutionary War, And as a thanks, the new U.S. Congress created the 1970 Trade and Intercourse Act, which, among other things, required federal approval for Native land agreements and all Mm -hmm. other U.S. to Native interactions. That was sarcastic, by the way, my as a thanks. (laughs) For those who couldn't pick up on it. Right. (laughs) So from there, the U.S. opted to continue overlooking treaties and land rights, which I can say that. Please don't comment that, Alexis, because I do not work for the U.S. government. So I'll keep moving. Uh, on, actively <laughs> took Wampanoag children from their families and forced uh, them into, quote unquote, Indian schools, which is essentially a forced assimilation, assimilation yeah. and erasing of their culture. Again, this is obviously an incredible um, highlights reel of crimes uh, over hundreds of years. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until 2007 that specifically the Mashpee Wampanoag tribe, which is the one I've mentioned to the most here, became a federally recognized tribe. Again, 2007, the first contact with white people was like 1546 or something like that when like the European colonizers came over. Yeah. And becoming a federally recognized tribe in 2007 allowed them, again, strong emphasis on the quotes and the sarcasm, to reacquire their land, um, which is connected to a whole bunch of other laws in the 1900s, like the New Deal and the Indian Reorganization Act of 1934. So, again, that's an incredibly brief overview of um, hundreds of years of crimes (laughs) against. the Wampanoag people, obviously, and many others. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And uh, what happened after one joint dinner that actually was not supposed to necessarily be a joint dinner and then turned into a frat party and then it got turned into a national holiday, which, yes, has delicious food. And for me, again, means spending time with my loved ones and my chosen family. But we cannot forget both that it has a dark past and yes. wouldn't have never even happened without Jeremy, the squirrel. Squirrel. Oh, man. And, you know, now I'm going to start appreciating squirrels a lot more on Thanksgiving in particular. Uh huh. <laughs> You leave start some doing snacks squirrel out for the decorations. Squirrels. Yeah. It's like you leave uh-huh. milk and cookies out for, uh, for, Santa, for Santa Claus. <laughs> you do candy for trick-or-treaters. <laughs> leave a pile of acorns out for squirrels on your front porch. That's going to be part uh-huh. of our musical, <laughs> which opens That's with how the it infamous Mayflower. Oh, yeah. It's it like, starts. Always leave it out. Here's my kids. It's exactly little kids like running through their backyard, picking out acorns from trees, having so much fun. And they're like, mommy, daddy, why do we pick acorns the day before Thanksgiving? Well, kids, sit down. Let's tell you the tale of Jeremy the Squirrel. (laughs) And the first Thanksgiving. Back in 1621. The infamous Mayflower comes. Uh, six, seven, eight. The eight. Background yeah. changes. The can can dancers enter. It's like wheeling in. You just see like the uh, real background behind. <laughs> like, real continuous. These people dancing. <laughs> All of the animals are also characters who are dancing. <laughs> it's like humans and animal costumes. <laughs> exactly. Jeremy the squirrel's played by like this big like strapping guy like a yeah. chad. And he's wearing a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> but like because he has to dance too it's like super like tight fitting it's just like the ears and like the tail and like a brown bodysuit all <laughs> like cats but for yeah. squirrel <laughs> um well if, folks if anyone watching that. or yeah if anyone watching or listening has like theater connects like <laughs> please let us know because we just wrote i mean there's like the first 10 minutes 15 minutes of the play right there <laughs> yeah like the story exactly. at least we we can get some dialogue added in but it's I, all singing there's I yeah it's gonna be like a, going here yeah this is gonna be the next big hit look for it next next thanksgiving on broadway next thanksgiving yeah uh-huh. we're working on it at least <laughs> off broadway maybe we gotta we'll start small yeah work yeah, our yeah, way yeah. Up. for sure for sure yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, we'll be humble about it great um, job though thank you thank you yeah. um and between now and next week where alexis will be doing part one of a her mm. pilgrim crime series harder yeah um who should our audience tell about this podcast oh who should you tell you know i think this week you should uh you should i'm sure almost every state in the country has this because every state had natives before the colonizers came or like uh-huh. every corner. <laughs> so in your state, find like the Museum of Native American Ooh. history or culture for your state or in your town. I'm sure there's one somewhere in I don't know. Maybe actually you shouldn't tell them. They may watch <laughs> this and be like, oh my God, this is absolutely terrible. <laughs> I think maybe no, tell them. still don't tell them to listen to this podcast, but visit with and the then asterisk. tell them while you're there. Yes, exactly. Yes, Say, with the hey, asterisk of like. It's a comedy podcast, but they yeah. are trying to be as tasteful as possible. <laughs> yeah. They laugh through the pain. 
Yeah. So just saying they're trying to rewrite some of these old, very cringy yes. episodes of things to make you guys look a this lot better grim. as you were. Yeah. This one. Yeah. Yikes. Uh, yes. Yeah. So go, don't only, yeah, go visit them and then also tell them. Like, yeah. Go learn about the like native that. culture in your state. Yeah. I like that. Should they um, and then after that, uh, especially if you live near Plymouth or modern day Mashpee, which the mm-hmm. colonists just named after the Mashpee Wampanoag. They were like, this is our name now for this town, <laughs> Massachusetts. Um, uh, and you should go tell some pilgrim reenactors, like go to like the old like pilgrim village where they're like turning butter and uh, go tell one of them and be like, hey, listen to this podcast. Do you really want to be reenacting this? Yeah, are you sure? Are this you is the heritage right we're proud here? of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, go tell them and uh, let them know. They're probably actually probably pretty bored there for like half the day. So yeah. get them a podcast to listen to. True. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully they get some giggles in. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Cool. There you go. And hopefully you did too. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmoreMist, all the abreeds. And let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries.